welcome to VGK Today, presented by MGM Rewards, a daily podcast bringing you an inside look at the Vegas Golden Knights 2023 Stanley Cup playoff run. I'm Justin Russo with the Golden Knights on Thursday, May 25th, and tonight the VGK have their first opportunity to eliminate the Dallas Stars and advance to the Stanley Cup final with Game 4 set for 5 p.m. Pacific time from Dallas. Vegas is coming off a dominant Game 3 win on Tuesday that set them up for this very opportunity. Three goals in the opening 7 minutes and 10 seconds of the game set Vegas up for success, while Aiden Hill finished things off with his first career playoff shutout. With the Golden Knights on the brink of reaching their second Stanley Cup final in franchise history, Ashley Weiss takes us inside the room for a look at how the players are handling these important moments. Well, thanks, Justin. A big game four morning and a chance to advance to the Stanley Cup final. And with that kind of opportunity, you might expect that things around the Golden Knights dressing room would have a certain level of intensity or seriousness. But for this group, it seems to just be fun. Fun on the ice, fun in the dressing room, in the hotel where they play poker and connect four and hangman, in the hallways of the arenas where yesterday they were playing a game of soccer with a joy similar to what you'd see when watching children running to the playground for recess. And fans have seen a glimpse of that spirit through the videos the team posts after each win where the player of the game can be seen donning a wig and glasses in an attempt to look like Elvis Presley. That's a tradition that began in November thanks to the effort of Jack Eichel who pulls back the curtain on what it's like behind those dressing room doors how much fun are you having right now yeah a lot it's uh it's it's been a really cool experience um obviously the first for me playing in the playoffs and um yeah it, it's it's been uh it's been great just enjoying it with uh with the group and it seems like everyone's having a good time helps when you're doing well so uh it's been a lot of fun I know the fans have been having fun watching you guys, especially watching the videos of all of the, the post-game celebrations. And a lot of the fans don't really know how the Elvis tradition, the wig, the glasses came yeah. about. So I'm hoping you can share with the fan base uh, kind of your role in that. Yeah, so we had a uh, we had a different player of the game sort of tradition last year. And then uh, at the beginning of this year, we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do. And... Um, you know, we were given something away for the first, you know, month or so of the season, but it was it was different than what we we uh, we we do now. And we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do, trying to think of something in Vegas. We were debating on maybe getting a jacket made or something. And I ran the idea by Stony. Why don't we do an Elvis wig and some sunglasses or something? I think that would be funny. So that's sort of where it uh, where it came about. And uh so we've been doing that for a while now and i think it's a good tradition obviously you think of elvis you think of vegas you think of uh you know our, our win song at t-mobile you know they play it on the ice after we win so i thought it uh i thought it worked nicely together and and uh yeah i mean people i think people like it now how many versions of wigs and sunglasses and things like that did, did you order or try on before you found the perfect one uh i think i ordered two um I looked at a few, but I, I didn't really, I didn't really go too crazy with it. Uh, it's getting thrown around in people's bags and stuff, so wanted a cheap pair of sunglasses and and uh, the wig probably could have used a little bit of uh, hairspray and a comb early in it, but uh, it's uh, it's gotten better. Who has made the best and the worst Elvis so far? Who pulls it off best and worst? Uh, best and worst. Um, 
God, I don't know. Uh, I don't really think there's been any bad Elvises. Uh, best somebody who's got probably somebody who's got good uh, good facial hair, dark features. Um, I don't know. I don't know who would have the best. Maybe Hager. Or, we've had some good ones. I thought LB was a good Elvis. Um, there's probably a lot of guys. You're, you're a music guy. Are you an Elvis fan? Um, my godmother would would kill me if I said it, but I'm not a huge Elvis musician, musical fan. Um, I wouldn't say he's like on the top of my list by any means. I think uh, everyone respects and, and admires all the, you know, trailblazing he did for music and, and everything that uh, he was, but uh, my godmother loves him, so, you know, God bless her, but uh, I don't, uh, I'm, I'm not somebody who's going to throw Elvis on. Why do you feel like these post-game traditions, whether whether it's the Elvis, whether it's the trio of wind songs, which I want to ask you about as well, why are all those things important? It just brings a group together. Um, it's something you look forward to. Uh, you know, the games, you know, you, you exert so much energy and, and uh, it's, it's obviously a stressful period playing a hockey game and um, there's a lot that goes into it. So, you know, to be able to come into the room after a game and enjoy that you know the few moments we have before you guys come in and ask us questions to enjoy those few moments it's uh it's always a special time and and something that uh, i think everybody looks forward to after winning before we bombard into the room uh you guys have usually played never going home already but there's a couple of other songs that you play uh directly after that can you share any of the backstories to, to any of those three songs that you guys listen to after games um, i don't really know where dancing queen came about uh that's one that we normally always play um yeah, never going home. I, it was sort of you know we were picking between a few wind songs early in the year, and you know uh, wanted something that's easily sing alongable, and um, you know we had that long road trip early where we went east. I think we went to like Washington and Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Buffalo, I think, and it, some, it felt like we were going. On, we were up, <laughs> felt like we were on the road forever. So we, you know we won a couple games on that road trip, and and. Um, I think everyone really started to embrace the song then. You know, it felt like we were never going home. We were on the road for quite a bit. Uh, Dancing Queen's just a classic. Um, I think everyone enjoys that one. So uh, it's been good, yeah. I mean, I think everybody gets into the music, and, um, you know, we've picked a few good songs. Take On Me one as well. Uh, that's often playing by the time we get into the room. Okay, yeah, maybe that's just coming on after Dancing okay. Queen. But, uh, yeah, that's that's always on in the locker room a bit. Um, I wouldn't say it's part of our part of our win song, but uh, it's another good one. You talk about how the group comes together on the road. I, I know at the hotel the other night you guys were playing several games. What do those, what do those nights look like when you guys are just kind of hanging out? Yeah, it's great. I mean, I think that's been one of the, you know, the cooler aspects of the – of the playoffs is uh you know we have our team room and you know everyone gets in there you know in the evening you know we have supper together and um you know we have the opportunity to spend time together and you know there's poker games going on some guys are just hanging watching hockey or whatever and uh you know there's a lot of different things going on uh the other night we had some connect four players and um so uh, it's been pretty good. It's been fun. I heard you were challenging uh, in Connect Four. Are you a Connect Four guy, or are you just no, trying to be competitive was, any chance yeah, you can? I was just trying to be competitive, <laughs> and uh, Paul Cotter actually challenged the whole team in Connect Four. Um, 
Yeah, not not knowing that he was actually a good Connect Four player, he's got like some sort of strategy from the game. Uh, I I had accepted his challenge, and uh, unfortunately, he uh, he was better than me. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure people wouldn't really expect Paul Cotter to be any any strategist, but uh, he was pretty good at Connect Four. Um, you know, maybe he should. Uh, Maybe you should take that up a little more. Do you know what that strategy is? Did he share it? Is it? Can anyone listen? Stra- I don't know what his strategy was, but uh, but there were moments during the game where he was saying like he should have went there or he should go here. You know, strategy says go there or whatever. And I was just like, I didn't. I was a little bit like taken back when I first started playing with him. I didn't expect. Uh, I didn't expect him to be some sort of Connect Four guru, but apparently he plays a lot and. Um, he definitely, uh, he definitely deserves to, uh, you know, be the best or whatever on the team. He took down a few guys and myself included. We'll definitely follow up with him on that. Uh, by time people are listening to this, it is going to be uh, the morning of game four. You guys have a chance to advance to the Stanley Cup final. How do you view the opportunity? That's a great opportunity for our group. Um, we've done a lot up to this point to earn a, a series lead, um, you know, but we also know that the next game is going to be the hardest to win, and uh, the desperation level from their team is going to be as high as it's been in the series. And um, you know, we understand the importance of trying to trying to not give the other team any momentum and and not allow them to feel good about themselves and feel like they're you know they're competitive in the series. It's uh, you know it's important for us to come out and, and, and have a similar start as, as as we did in Game Three and and try and um, you know get as much momentum as we can on our side and not give them any. Um, we know it's going to be a different game than it was, and and we need to prepare ourselves for uh, their hardest push of the series so far. But it's a great opportunity for us. Obviously, it's an opportunity for us to punch our ticket to the Stanley Cup Final uh, with our next win, and, and and why not do it tomorrow? And it was Ivan Barbashev saying thank you very much after game three. And they hope to give out that wig and glasses again tonight after game four. If they do it, it'll be off to the Stanley Cup final for the Vegas Golden Knights. Justin, it's going to be a good one. With that, I'll send it back to you. Oh, it certainly will, Ashley. I know I can't wait for game four. And I'm sure the rest of Las Vegas feels the exact same way. Nice to get a peek inside the locker room and fun to hear just how light the group is keeping things despite the high intensity of these games this time of year. Of course, as Jack mentioned, it's always easier when things are going well, but for Vegas, with all the veteran leadership that they have, they know how important it is to stay calm, have fun, remain even-keeled. We've heard a lot of that throughout the postseason from Bruce Casty and these players about remaining even-keeled. Because after all, this is what those guys dream of, playing in big games at this time of year. So you have to find a way to have fun throughout it at some point. One thing, though, that wasn't so fun for Vegas in Game 3 was the cross-checking penalty taken by Stars captain Jamie Benn on Vegas captain Mark Stone. Benn cross-checked Stone right above the shoulders while Stone was on the ice in a defenseless position. The penalty resulted in a five-minute major power play for the Vegas Golden Knights in which they were able to get one goal to extend their lead to 2-0 early in the first period. Now, Mark Stone spoke with the media yesterday and commented on the incident, though it was before any discipline was announced. Not going to sit here and say I loved it, but um, we got the five-minute power play. The refs handled it the way it should have been handled, and um, we got a big goal from it, got a ton of momentum for, for our team. So, um, yeah, I didn't mean I didn't love what transpired, but um, 
it got handled the right way. Uh, we stuck together as a team, and um, now focus is, is game four. Mark with some understandable frustration with how things went down, but also happy with how the VGK took advantage of the situation. And now we know the fallout of Ben's actions. The Stars captain will be suspended two games for his incident with Mark Stone, meaning that he will not be on the ice for game four and, if necessary, game five. And really, this is like a three-game suspension since he received his game misconduct for cross-checking just two minutes into game three. So almost three full games missed for Jamie Benn. A huge blow for Dallas, who will be without their captain tonight, and all the more reason for the VGK to take advantage and close things out as soon as possible. Game four comes our way tonight from Dallas at that same 5 p.m. Pacific time that we had in game three. It's the first elimination game of the series, and with Vegas up 3-0, they're looking to win the Clarence S. Campbell Bowl for the second time in the franchise's six-year history. We also know now who awaits the Western Conference champions as the Florida Panthers swept the Carolina Hurricanes to advance to the Stanley Cup Final from the East. They did so on a Matthew Kachuk game-winning power play goal with just four seconds left to break a 3-3 tie in Game 4 and send the Panthers to their second-ever Stanley Cup Final. So hopefully, Vegas gets a chance to make amends for their first loss in 2018, just as the Florida Panthers are looking to do for themselves after their initial loss in 1996. So when you tune into Game 4 tonight, you can do so on ESPN on TV, while Dan Duva and Gary Lawless have the radio play-by-play -play coverage on Fox Sports Las Vegas. And if you want to watch the game with some fellow VGK fans, come down to the official watch party at Mandalay Bay Beach at Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino. Party will begin at 4 p.m. Pacific time, one hour before puck drop, and you can expect some cool giveaways, including a Jonathan Marcheseau game-used stick and tickets to the 2023 postseason, which could very well be tickets to the Stanley Cup Final, the way the VGK are trending at the moment. So again, come down to Mandalay Bay Beach at Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino this afternoon. Party begins at 4 p.m. Pacific, game at 5 p.m. Pacific, game four between the Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars. This watch party is all ages, so feel free to bring everyone, your entire family, come on down to the official watch party at Mandalay Bay Beach. Before we leave you today, I'll remind you to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a moment of the team's quest for the Stanley Cup right here on VGK Today. Tomorrow, we'll have all the reaction from Game 4 between the Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars. Justin Russo signing off for Episode 39 of VGK Today, presented by MGM Rewards.